Welcome to the Wisdom Coalition podcast designed to show you how to propel your mindset so you can find more joy in every aspect of your life. Thank you for joining us as we share teachings from positive psychology and wisdom from health and wellness experts to help you flourish and thrive in life. If cultivating an inner world of peace is what you're interested in, you are in the right place. Special thanks to WFMZ TV, and thank you for joining us. I'm Nancy Wirtin. And I'm Kim Howie. Today's episode is brought to you by Perfect Six Marketing. Perfect Six Marketing is a trustworthy marketing extension of your business, bringing your brand to the world. For more information, go to perfect6marketing.com. So I just had this ridiculous boil water situation at my house. No, like it's really strange. Yeah, yeah, and and I yeah I don't know I've never had to do it before. I've I've heard, from working in news all these years I've heard about it, but I never had to do it. And yeah. and so it's kind of scary because you don't know why. You know, you just get right. this like phone call and a recording, and it, and it you know it tells you why. And so it was about four p.m. in the afternoon. It's like, okay, fine. I guess we're not drinking the water. We're boiling the water. You know, don't brush your teeth with all this. So of course, I wake up in the morning. You know, all delirious. I stumble into the bathroom, run the water, brush my teeth oh, with no. abandon. Like I completely right. forgot. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh. So. So now I'm still waiting for like oh. <laughs> some kind of plague. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then it was finally lifted. Thankfully, it was only a few days. But it's kind of like when you break glass in the kitchen. It's like you, you don't want to walk barefoot in the kitchen for like four right. weeks. Now, it took me like two weeks to start drinking the water again because I'm like, Ugh. Oh my what's God, wrong with it? Well, and it's so scary, especially since you and I both drink a lot of water all day long, <laughs> yes. right? You just start to think, well, I'm doing something healthy for my body, but now I'm worried that it has some sort of parasite in it or something. Uh, well, right. Like, and, th- and as if there isn't enough to worry about all the time, <laughs> oh especially like three o'clock in the morning, you can like rack up those things to worry about. Oh God, <laughs> seriously, do not get me started about the 3 a.m. Like I seriously have like a hate-hate relationship, not even a love-hate, uh-huh. a hate-hate relationship with 3 a.m. Like I wake up and I look at the clock and I'm like, of course it's 3 a.m. Because my body thinks that's the time to get up. But it is not the time to get up. Years ago, you had, I'm sure, a love-love relationship with 3 a.m. You were out out all night, right? It was great. 3 a.m. was awesome. That's when the party started. You're so funny. Yeah, that was never my life. (laughs) Never, seriously. I was always an early to bed person. (laughs) 3 a.m. has never been a good time. Why does that surprise me that we we wouldn't be the the same in that? Oh, jeez. Well, we got a lot of interesting feedback on last week's podcast on mind mapping. People were either fascinated or freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like us. You were fascinated and I was totally freaked out. (laughs) That's so true. Well, so today we want to talk about this idea of really recognizing what stress is in your life and what you can do about it. Yeah, right. And of course, you know, we know that stress is just so bad for our physical and mental Mm. health. But, you know, oftentimes we don't always know when it's present in our lives. You know, it's sort of this underlying stress Mm. that maybe we're unaware of. Yeah. So we have a really awesome guest to help us with this discussion. She is Dr. Miriam Z. And I'm just going to say Z because she's going to have to say her own last name because it's a little (laughs) bit complicated. Uh, But she kind of goes by Dr. Z. So it's it's good. She's a physician. She's also a wellness expert. She's a board certified. She is board certified in internal medicine, geriatrics and obesity medicine. She has a list of other certifications and accomplishments. So basically she's no slacker. And now she's working on releasing a book called The 3G Cycle, The Secret of Achieving Joy, Meaning, and Well-Being. Thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Z. Thank you so much for having me. All right, and give us the last name. 
Spielberg Lake. Ah, see, now that's awesome. I wouldn't have been able to say that. <laughs> well, and it sounds so beautiful the way mm-hmm. you say it with your accent. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we know, Dr. Z, that you've said that you have been a giver, a stress mm. addict, and a self-punished super achiever with no boundaries all of your life. Now, that's quite a title. <laughs> but you say that it ruined your life. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm not very proud about that, but yes, I, I can tell that that's exactly me. Mm. So I, I grew up, like many of us, thinking that our value comes from the things that we achieve. Mm. Um, in my case, my family was not uh, a rich family, so money and power was probably not, uh, you know, my my number one goal. Uh, but instead of that, I knew that I have to succeed in my career in order for you know to to achieve all my dreams and to have all the comfort and all the good things that life could give me. Um, so when I went to medical school, this idea was even more reinforced because being a female uh, young lady, especially in Latin America, I am Peruvian, uh, almost 30 years ago, uh, when when going to medical school for a girl was kind of uh, difficult and challenging in many ways, um, I had to really learn how to be better than anybody else. Uh, because that was the only way that I would be able to graduate and be the physician that I wanted to be. And that was a really a brainwashed situation. Mm-hmm. I, I changed my perspective of life and I forced myself to be this crazy, you know, hyperachiever that will never rest, will never have time to go to a medical appointment, that will sacrifice absolutely everything, including friendships and time with family in order to keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, And at the end, that absolutely ruined my life because um, what I learned with time, and especially after having kids, is that we are human beings. We are not supposed to be perfect. Uh, And not only that, that our profession, in this case, being a physician, is something that we do, not who we are. Mm -hmm. And that the white coat that I was using every day was not my skin, but was just a cloth that represented the type of work that I was doing, but not the, the type of person that I am. So, so now you've become a wellness expert and advocate. What is the main message that you're trying to get people to understand about this idea of what wellness really means? It's a very good question. And I want to clarify that. I'm not sure if I am really an expert. Uh, I am a, an advocate for sure. And I want to uh, remove the term expert because... Uh, and be very careful with that because it's not that I have a perfect life right now and it's not that I am doing everything right. I'm still, I am, a, you know, I am in process trying to add more and more um, knowledge and, and, and well-being techniques to my life and, and change my the way that I, I do things right now. Uh, but during this process, I decided not to do it by myself and alone, I decided to make this a collective journey where I share 
my goods and my bads when I where I am vulnerable and uh, allow others to know how I feel and in that way I open the doors for others to acknowledge their own feelings and to share it with others and when I try to create awareness and reduce this bias and this fear of not being perfect in front of others or asking for help uh, because the truth is that we are part of a society. We are expected to collaborate with others, to receive support with, from others. And we are just work in process and we can, you know, we cannot compromise our well-being trying to be someone that we are, we are not able to be. Mm -hmm. So true. Well, and we're big proponents of vulnerability. So I love that you said that. So as a physician, can you tell us, you know, what stress and burnout actually do to us physically? Yes, of course. I want to uh, first explain that the stress is not as bad as everybody thinks. And I want to remove the title of this, you know, is a bad guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> stress is not the bad guy. Uh, very different with burnout, by the way. Stress is a normal reaction that we have in our body that has been part of our evolution. That actually in some point uh, when we were living surrounded by lions help us to survive. Uh, and that we used today still to kind of measure the temperature around us, right? And, and to take decisions and to save ourselves from, from challenging moments and, and from risks. Uh, so stress per se is a physiological normal reaction of our body that is controlled by parts of our brain and, and other areas of our, our, our body and our nervous system. Uh, no but. The problem with the stress is when this stress is chronic and when we cannot control it, and that's when all these changes in the in our body start creating a long-term problem that will become actually chronic diseases. And this could be cardiovascular disease that represent cardiac problems at like infarcts or strokes uh, in your brain or high blood pressure or obesity or diabetes. And then removing ourselves from the physical aspect, we may have also... Uh, mental health illness like depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress, and of course, burnout. And, and all this might push us to the limit and, and we can see even suicide. And what is burnout? Burnout is really, an, I will say, I call it in my book, the monster. It's, it's the major expression of living on chronic stress for too long and not being able to cope with it in a way that is appropriate. Normally, what we do during burnout is we adapt to this chronic stress in a way that is actually um, not only inappropriate, but that, that is actually dangerous for ourselves. When we start uh, not only feeling tired, fatigued, but in some way where, where we separate, we dissociate from ourselves, and, and we start being cynic and, and, and less interested about what we are doing and about our lives because we cannot do more than that. We are kind of in a survival mode. And that's a very, very 
important red flag to identify. Mm. So the book that you're working on, the, the 3G cycle, it's about creating your own goals, following them with all of your grit and growing through the process to become a better, happier and healthier version of yourself. So can you give us a little bit of an idea of, of the 3G G cycle and how you think people can use that in their lives? Sure. Uh, thank you for asking me. So I, I believe that all of us, we have been living our lives thinking that it's just a linear process. And for me, that creates a lot of stress because all of us, we are very afraid of failing. So if we go in a linear way in our life, uh, it's almost impossible to go back and fix anything that we did wrong. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we are failing. And we are failing again and again every time that something doesn't go in the in the way that we want. And that creates a lot of, of stress. And that is a very heavy backpack to carry uh, for, I don't know, 70 years, 80 years, depending how much you will be alive. Uh, so I compare life with nature. And if you think about nature, uh, day and night, our menstrual cycles, the way that hormones work in our body, uh, pollination, and many other things that happen in, in, in nature and in our bodies are really cycles. So why life could not be seen as a cycle? And what I think about life is that actually is a sequence of cycles that we need to close so we can go to the next level, kind of a video game uh, where you go through this level and if you fail, you can't go again and now you know better and you know the trick. So you are ready to pass that level and go to the next one. Uh, and that removes a lot of the stress because we are not in that level to live or die we are that in that level to enjoy it and also to learn the tricks to get better to um you know gain expertise so we can go ahead and, and pass to the next level or the next cycle of our lives uh but also what may happen is that you are in one of these levels of the game and you decide that, okay, uh, I don't like this game anymore. I would love to change the game and, and go to another one. And that will be okay. And, and that's something that we have been calling quit, right? I, I, and quitting is something so negative, uh, has such a negative connotation. Uh, and I don't like to call it quit. I like to call it reassess priorities. Uh, is this cycle for me? Uh, do I feel happy here? Now that I am 10 years older, uh, maybe this cycle was something that I dream about when I was 18, but being 28, which I am not by the way, <laughs> I would like, uh, it may, may not be appropriate for me. So give you the opportunity to always reassess who you are, where you are. Is this appropriate? Are my goals appropriate for the type of life that I am living right now? And if not, change the cycle without mm. guilt, without failing. Mm. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Well, and I love that analogy of it being like a video game, mm -hmm. right? And so, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> going to a new level or mm -hmm. or stopping that game and starting another one, right? Yeah. Without any guilt and without yeah. any remorse. And I love that. So I also know that you've done a lot of research into post-traumatic growth. And, you know, what do you want people to know about that? I believe that the number 
one important thing is that that exists, right? And I didn't know about that, uh, even being a physician. Post-traumatic growth is a possibility, and that opens the opportunity for all of us to heal, not only to bounce back to our previous baseline, but also to learn more things, develop new skills, and, and get to the point that we are a better version of ourselves. And what does that mean? That means that in life, we will be in front of challenges, and that's a reality. We cannot escape from them. And, and they could look different for each of us. And what may be a challenge for me may not be a challenge for you, but it's still important for me and can be a trauma for me. Uh, but I don't need to live with that trauma the rest of my life. And I don't need to be a victim of that situation the rest of my life. Uh, if I decide to be a victim of this, or if I cannot recover because this affected my health, my mental health, my physical health for so long, I may be living in post-traumatic uh, stress disorder. That is a clinical diagnosis, right? That represent this chronic trauma, chronic stress. Uh, there is a possibility that I will improve and I will get back to my baseline, right? And that's what we call resilience. And, and we have been talking a lot about resilience, like, you know, the best skills that we may have. And after COVID, we were saying those that are resilient will go back to life and everything will be normal. And I feel like resilience is not enough. I feel like, for example, after two years of COVID, I will expect that all of us, we are much better than two years ago. It's impossible to think that we went through so much stress, trauma, opportunities to learn, opportunities to reassess our life, and we didn't learn anything in two years. So resilience for me uh, gets to be too short. So the next level, and this is something that positive psychology brings to the table, is the idea of post-traumatic growth growing after adversity or after trauma. And that's what I think that is actually my goal in life uh, in general. And, and the, the message that I want to transmit to others, you can get not only to your baseline, you can get much better. You can use adversity in your favor. You can use this to develop new skills, to uh, learn from others, to ask for help, to discover how strong you are. Uh, and actually become this version, right? Uh, upgraded version of who you are. And not only that, the, the beautiful thing about post-traumatic growth involves also that at that point where you are in a better place, you will start becoming kind of a mentor for others. You will start to be a role model for others and you will start helping others. And I believe that is a beautiful concept and something that is achievable and that all of us, we can you know, have as a, as, as a dream, as a, as a goal uh, to achieve. Awesome. Well, a very hopeful message. And um, tell us quickly when the book comes out and where we can get it. So the book will be out officially in January 2023. Mm -hmm. uh, the details of where to find it, I will be sharing them uh, hopefully in the next couple of months. Um, I'm very excited about this, <laughs> yeah. and I, I hope that, uh, um, and I want to share this with, with, with you and, and, and with all of them, the people that is, is now with us, that the goal of this book is not only to touch the life of those that are reading it, uh, 
but also to collaborate, creating awareness about mental health and supporting organizations that work with mental health and uh, suicide prevention. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, every time that people will be buying a book, what they will be doing is actually being advocates for mental health and they will be supporting positive causes and helping others. Oh, great. Oh, well, wonderful. thank you so much, Miriam, for this awesome conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's all we have time for. Thank you to our sponsor, Perfect Six Marketing, a trustworthy marketing extension of your business, bringing your brand to the world. For more information, go to perfectsixmarketing.com. And until next time, remember, stay connected to your why, feel your core energy with joy, and live your life from the inside out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you find some joy today.